Welcome to selfdiscoverywisdom.com, formerly known as Self Discovery Media. On these podcasts, you're going to hear people who speak from the heart. They've taken the journey in life. Many things have happened to them, but they've changed it to happening for them. And in their strength, their courage, they've discovered their abilities and their wisdom, and they are now sharing it here with you. Do enjoy each show. We bring it to you with love and knowing that it's going to help you on your journey of life. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Building Your Business right here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful guest today is Natasha Sampson. And she's at the cocoon stage in life. Well, what does that mean? She's rediscovering her why, where she needs to go, what, how she needs to do it, why she needs to do it. And it's okay to be at that stage in your business. She says, I'm at a place where I have had success in my business. And I've recently had the feeling of winter on going inward, of resting, cleansing, focusing on what self-care means to me at this time, which is good food, sleep, rest, exercise, and financial stability. And it looks different than self-care at other times. Taking a pause, reassessing what I want to keep and let go of in my business and what direction I want to take it in. Being in the inevitable entrepreneurial dark night of the soul and what it's like, uh, how to navigate that, knowing when you need to accept rest and accept that not knowing the answers and only knowing what you need to know and following your joy and see whatever it leads you. As you have said in this journey, or as she said in this journey, it's about the person and being an entrepreneur helps you grow, uncover and become the person that you are meant to be for others. She wants more from her life. And uh, with the uh, offering of counseling and host retreats and speak and tech and uh, shifting mindset, pulling from how food affects our emotions and daily habits and rhythms that help the body run efficiently, psychologically, taking care of those limited beliefs and blocks, yoga, breathing, meditation, all with a spiritual undertone of mind, body, soul healing. She's also an engineer part-time, putting a serious dent in her GHG reduction on the daily from existing building. So, you know, her site is a lovely name. It's called Nourishing You First. And that is something that's really essential in life, no matter what you're doing, whether you're in business, you've got to understand, first and foremost, you are the business of self. And when you take care of yourself and your own building blocks and your own roots and your own security, then you can take care of your clientele. But it's really important that those building blocks are strong. Those roots are strong. So sometimes you do have to cocoon. You do have to go into that winter mode of reflection in because otherwise you're mindlessly doing out without the attachment. And if you haven't got the passion, the conviction, the desire, in where you're going, then perhaps you're going on the wrong journey. Welcome to the show, Natasha. Wow, thank you so much, Sarah. It's been so wonderful. All of our previous conversations we've had, I just love having an opportunity to spend time with you. And thank you for inviting me to your show today. Oh, absolute delight. And I love the fact that you are in flux. <laughs> you know, an awful lot of people that do come to the show, you know, they have... Um, they've already found out where they're going and they're in the passion of what they're doing and they're sharing that passion. And you mentioned somebody that you've listened to, Carmel Ecker, who I've had on a couple of times and know her as a personal friend. Um, you know, how she I finally clued in, hey, I can mix my passion 
that is the very substance of my being and mix it with my business. How come I hadn't thought about that before? And very often those things are right there, but we're way too busy to see it. And I think the gift of time of being in your winter cocooning and going in and reflecting is the greatest gift that you can give yourself in order to reflect and ask yourself, what do I want? Why do I want to do it? Never mind whom it serves. But first, what do you want? Can you and answer it's, that? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not an easy thing to do. No. You know, when you become, you step off, you know, the the conveyor belt and you want to become an entrepreneur or you want to own a business or you want to take like what your heart wants to share and turn that into something you want to offer. It's not an easy thing to pause and, yeah. and cocoon. And, and you also like the ego's like, you need to do more, you need to achieve more, you need to, you know, um, accomplish. Mm -hmm. And when you're on social media, it's not as helpful too, because people are like, well, you need to do this, like take this course and, you know, figure your stuff out. And, and like you mentioned earlier, that can pull you if mm. you're not, if you're not completely secure yes. on your why, on your passion, on like what your heart wants to do, these things can pull you and you can, you can think like, oh, I need to go down this marketing, mm -hmm. you know, rabbit path. And I need to go down this uh, building an app, or I need to write a book, or I need to, you know, I've met so many people on my own clients that, you know, are in this place where they're like, well, you know, there's so many things I want to accomplish, you know, mm -hmm. and you can get distracted. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. yes. yes. And then you can lose the, the why. Mm -hmm. um, with my journey, it's been interesting because I found this passion of Ayurveda, which is um, the, the science or knowledge of life. And I, it's this ancient medicine system that takes into account psychology and food and rhythms of the day. And it's a sister science to yoga, which is meditation and self-discovery and, you know, movement. And so I fell in love with these two sister sciences and wanted to offer them in retreats and, and counseling and workshops and all of this, all of this um, wonderful things that I've been doing for 10 years. And I've been successful with it mm -hmm. and, and love doing it. And then I got to this place where I felt a little lost. I went down and started to get distracted by all the things I should be doing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then as time went on, I, I was starting to feel a little lost, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, what, what, how do I want to make this grow? And when you're trying to do too many things, yes. you know, that sort of analogy of div digging like small holes to find a well, yeah. you know, it, it, it makes you feel, you look up and you're like, what am I doing wrong? Where do I go with this? Mm -hmm. Using and focus. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when you're on a journey, an entrepreneurial journey or your business owner, there are these cycles, just like there are these cycles in the year, you know, there is the winter stage, there's a spring stage. And I've been talking with people, you know, with these um, uh, sort of when we're in the middle of winter and January comes along and people are saying, well, let's have new resolutions. And, and my, my thought is like, well, even in Ayurveda, if you look at the, the earth, like our cycle, like we're still in winter. Yes, exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And spring is that time when you rebirth and renew and like inspire to like figure things out. And so um, last year, as as we were getting towards the fall and I was feeling like this cocooning and like, you know, I'm going to do some cleansing and detoxing and resting and just focus on some things that really were going to give me self-care, like you were mentioning. And self-care wasn't, you know, doing a Bianca self-oil massage and going for walks and, and sleeping or naps. It was like, okay, how can I, how can I look at my finances and just focus on, you know, paying off business loans or doing these things that I need to like get out of the way. So my mind can be good. And if it's put down my head and like, do these types of things that are going to make me feel lighter, then I'm going to focus on, you know, maybe getting exercise, maybe getting rest, maybe, you know, working hard to like pay off a certain loan or whatever it is that you're doing so that you come out of this cocoon stage, feeling lighter, feeling more energized and ready to kind of reassess where you want to take your business next. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing about the winter, as you said, spring, basically we start looking at March, right? And what does the farmer do? That's when they seed. But the thing about winter is to knowing what to seed when. It isn't like suddenly spring comes along and now I'm going to seed. Well, have you thought about which seeds? Where are you going to seed them? Why are you going to seed them? Should you change your seeds up? This is what winter's all about. You love what you're doing. And perhaps because you're too busy doing it instead of being it, you lost your passion for it, right? Because that's what happens with so many people in business. They start something because they're passionate about it and they get so busy in the workings of it, they lose the passion of why they were doing it in the first place. It doesn't mean you need to ditch it. It's just reassess it. And how do you insert right that like Carmel from the show, they think she's still doing what she does in business. She just realized her clientele was always there. She's a mountain biker. And so mountain biking for her is incredibly important. It's her release. It's her meditation. It's her everything. And she's in there to help businesses grow and be all that they are. And then she realized, hang on, there is a massive biking world there that could be my clientele. Why am I not taking the passion and something I understand that we've already got a connection on and, and offering my services to them? They were always there. It took a light bulb moment for her to finally click. Mm-hmm. And that's what being present with self and listening to your soul, your heart, your spirit, not getting into action, sitting still with it and truly listening and how you feel. What really makes you feel like, I, yeah, I really like that. Oh, I could really do that. And feeling the passion coming back up in you. It isn't like, ah, oh, I've now got a seed I want to plant. And, you know, the rest of it is the planning of, you know, those seeds and making sure they're watered and nurtured. But you've got to know what seeds. And that can change. Yes. And, and that's, the thing that I, that's the thing I love about, um, you know, often we think we have to stick to something. You know, oh, I, I've got this architectural background and I need to do something with architecture or like I need to do something with engineering with myself, you know, like how can I marry the things? And and it's even Ayurveda, like I love all of the knowledge that Ayurveda offers and yoga offers. And maybe 
it'll have a flavor Mm -hmm. of what I did before, like everything you accumulate mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur just helps you become the person. Yes. And this Ayurveda, like digging deep into this for 10 years has helped me understand the rhythms of the day and like how to eat and how to eat for my emotions and how to keep myself, you know, strong emotionally. Then I'll take that as part of the toolkit for whatever it is that I do next. Yeah. I mean, and to not... When you've got an analytical mind and you can't run away from that. So even going into the beautiful sciences and philosophies of things that have been around for thousands of years isn't a big leap because your analytical mind wants to know, how does this work? All right? How does it work? How can I bring it into today's realm and help it serve other people in a different way? But if something isn't wisdomly knowledge base and I'm not just talking database I'm talking the wisdom behind the knowledge your mind is already wired to want to go deep down into the wells of that knowledge to understand how to use it so it can be a detriment against you if you go too analytical and they what if what if what if instead of what if yes <laughs> And you're in the what if stage right now. Don't go down the other one. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and as I mentioned earlier, it's it's something that inevitably comes up. Yes. Um, for all of us on this journey. And a lot of people don't talk about it. No. They talk about the, you know, dark night of the soul, as <laughs> I mentioned, uh, after it's over. You know, after it's over and they're like on the new trajectory and they have something to offer and they're like, here is my my story that got me here. And and, you know, I, I have this um, whole sort of successful path. And then, you know, I'm in this sort of place where I had to accept. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you know, you're, you're analytical or type A person or go-getter or like entrepreneur or business owner, you're like, no, no, no. Like we can't rest. <laughs> I'm in fifth gear. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm heading straight for the wall. <laughs> yeah. But you have to look around and start realizing like, is what I'm doing working really? Exactly. And it's making me happy. Right. That's you the know? big and question. Absolutely. Nobody stops that. That you look at, oh, I'm, I'm successful. I've had good clientele. I've had good success with this. But what entrepreneur turns around and says, but am I happy doing it? And if it comes back saying no, that's really the time to put the brakes on and assess, why not? Mm -hmm. Is it the thing you're doing? Is it the way you're doing it? Are you meant to move on to something else? Or have you just gone about it the wrong way? Have you gotten too busy to follow yes. the joy? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I mean, isn't that, you know, an entrepreneur or solopreneur, most people are, isn't that the biggest nemesis is getting too busy because you're wearing all the hats? I most certainly fall victim to that. You know, I've got many hats on. And right now I've got four books I'm in and one I'm producing, an anthology. And so, and I'm doing it all myself, except for the publisher is donating uh, the publishing side of it for it for me, you know, actually the actual works of it. But <clears throat> I have to admit, look folks, I am on my own, doing the best I can, lower your expectations because this isn't a team of people behind me, but look at what the content and what the why is. 
-hmm. why am I doing it for whom am I doing it? and I think we've also got so much with the um, bells and whistles where people have this enormous team behind them and they produce something and then the solopreneur looks at it and goes well I can't do that right and then you feel defeated or you know you you can't live up to those expectations no they've got 20 staff on them you know doing all of that stuff for them you're a solopreneur you have two or three other people working with you you can't reach that expectation right and you don't have to yeah another thing that I love, you know, about what you're saying is like, there, there are these times where you're busy and high five to you for like all of the amazing work and the books, like, absolutely. And, you know, people will say, well, I love what I do. Mm -hmm. And what really rung, I, I know we keep on bringing up Carmel, so we're going to have to tell her to, to listen to this podcast. <laughs> But what, what I love also about that nugget that came from that specific podcast was, even though I love Ayurveda and I love yoga and I love holding retreats and I love, you know, doing workshops, I also love hiking and mm -hmm. paddleboarding and, you know, cooking, mm -hmm. all, all of the things. And the really important thing is that yes, you know, finding silence and meditation, lots of answers come, but answers also come when you're doing something Tell fun. You love. Yes. Outside of your, yes. you know, outside of your serving. So mm. we like when you're an entrepreneur coming from a place of love, you're serving, you're mm. like offering your love to help others. Yeah. Which is amazing, but you can't always be in the serving place that offering serving place, sometimes you need to step back and like rest, obviously, but also do things that, that fill your cup outside of serving these yeah. other things, you know, and we can get really busy mm -hmm. and, um, we can get distracted and start this to-do list or this should list. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, and I just found myself in this place where I was like, you know what? I don't know if I even want to do it. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I was speaking with a good friend of mine who's uh, also, um, you know, has a, a YouTube channel dealing with health and wellness. And she like actually got to the same sort of conclusion in the fall saying that, you know, I, I just realized I was taking on too much. People will get to like burnout or you know, overwhelm is a word people are using now. And, you know, then they, they have to stop, but do you want to get to that place? No. You know, no. because then, you know, th that saying where if you don't take care of your wellness, you have to take care of your illness, right? Yes. It's just like, want to get to that place where you're like, I can't do anything, you know? And um, so I kind Heed of reassess. the warnings, right? Heed the warnings. Yes. yes. And, yeah. and you do get the warnings. Mm-hmm. But we don't pay attention until we get the cosmic two by four. <laughs> tap, tap on the shoulder, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Are you still not listening? Wackaroo! <laughs> and, you know, yeah. and the, the warnings are always there, but we're so busy, busy, busy doing, doing, doing. That, and don't take that breath. Don't take that moment to find our joy that we don't get the messages. Where did Kamal get her message? In the joy. And we don't look at it as a gift. No. This, this time, right? We look at it like we're failing or, you know, insert negative word about it. Yeah. 
And, and I had to deal with that at first, you know, at first your mind is telling you all of the shoulds that, you, you know, you're failing, et cetera. Like what, you know, you could be saying yes to these opportunities, et cetera. But what happened when I actually decided to like step aside, all of this um, growth started to happen. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I was able to witness additional um, traumas I hadn't dealt with because mm -hmm. we're always uncovering those throughout our life. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, hey, I thought I dealt with this and I didn't. Yep. You know, so you have the time to energetically deal with it, to like what, what emotionally deal with it. Um, I had time to like, uh, I started working with a one-on-one -on -one yoga teacher, which I haven't done in the past. Like I'm a yoga teacher myself, but now I'm working with someone who's even better than me to like up my game. And it's been so fun and getting stronger. And I've also been going to Reiki. A lot of my clients go to Reiki and I had never experienced before. And I was like, you know what? I have things that I still need to heal. Why not try this modality? Exactly. So in this time of, of pause, I've been experiencing new things and figuring out new ways to even look at what I was offering. And it's such a gift that I didn't realize people were saying, oh, it's a gift to have, you know, this time alone and all of the things and, uh, you know, not be working on your business. And I was like, I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see how this is, a gift. <laughs> you know, I'm just feeling like down and like, you know, thinking that I'm just like failing. And and that was the original thing you have to get over. Yes. To realize the gift of rest and that it can open up so much more, which is what winter does, right? Without winter, we don't have that rebirth. No, no. And that's, you know, what life is about. It's the cycle of life. You know, uh, addressing traumas. Very often we pay attention, you know, we go into the trauma and we think that we've addressed it, but unless you've de-rooted, those roots carry on growing, right? Now, you know, trauma isn't de-rooting it and forgetting about it and never surface again. It's being able to actually talk about it without it having any effect on you. And, you know, I've had people share their stories, their traumas, some things that have happened to them should never happen to a human being. And yet they're able to talk about it because they've removed themselves from the trauma. And now that trauma has become that catalyst of their strength, of their courage, of their abilities and of their calling and to help other people through it. And But if we don't work our way through that trauma and don't really plug up the roots, what happened to you was never going to go away. But the emotion around what happened to you can. And re-looking at that trauma as... I am no longer there. I am stronger. I'm wiser. I'm in control. This is my choice now. In, the, in that empowerment of yourself, you just realize how much more you really are. And that trauma doesn't have an effect on you anymore. And you can talk about it, but you've got to be willing to get down into those roots. Now, it isn't about, you know, reliving the trauma because we can get rid of trauma without having to relive it. But we do have to acknowledge it's there. And really look at that, uh, that rooting and go, okay, you no longer have power over me. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to have scars, right? Scars of what happened to you. But looking at those scars, don't look at them as wounds. Look at them as I have overcome. I may have a scar to remind me of that, but I look at who and what I am today 
And I now look at that scar as a badge of honor for what I've come through and survived. Absolutely. And you nailed it earlier when you were mentioning that once you sit and deal with the trauma and you come out the other side, you have a whole new opportunity to help people. Like you, you've you've learned, you've discovered, you've leveled up. Mm-hmm. And now this entire skill set is open to you to incorporate into your service, your offering, your business, whatever. And it's so important to like look at these things. Like um, Alex Ramosi is another podcast that I love to listen to. And he always says, you know, that journey of an entrepreneur is it's not necessarily, you know, about having a successful business and always doing, you know, well or whatever. It's about how it affects you and how you grow and, and that journey that you go through, like when something fails, when, you know, these things come up and how you handle it. Mm -hmm. And when you take an opportunity to, and this is bringing, you know, you know, ancient wisdom in, like when you're looking at these traumas and you're working with them, it can really, it can really level you up. And the other thing I wanted to say was, um, this going to Reiki is actually shifted a lot for me. Mm-hmm. The Reiki master I'm seeing, he told me, he said, well, you have no trouble talking about your trauma cerebrally. Yes. Conceptually, you get it. You mm-hmm. can talk about it all day long. It cannot affect you, but it's still there. Inside cellular. cellular. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Energetic, cellular. Like, how do you get rid of it? And I didn't realize mm-hmm. because I can talk about it. That I that that little girl inside of me hadn't given that up yet. Yeah, you yeah. know, and so it's a whole other level of healing that I was open up to. And it goes even further than that, because <laughs> we have got um, DNA ancestral trauma, right? The trauma of our parents are instilled in us. The the DNA of traumas that have happened within our bloodline, uh, but also we have past life trauma. And if that trauma has not been dealt with in that past life, it's within you and you don't even know what the hell it is. And I've had quite a number of lifetimes removed from me. And I thought that was it until I then went to somebody who was uh, an energetic cellular healer. And she would come up and go, whoa, you know, I've always been a spiritual being. That's what I came here to this planet to do. And that was always my job. But I've been torn and courted, hung, dunked, you named it for being it. And she could pick up all you know, at least 50 lifetimes of torture for being what I was. Because, you know, if you look at the centuries, that's, you know, the time periods where we were witches and burnt at the stake and everything else. And the thing is, is to not limit ourselves. And, you know, engineering, let's look, look at this. We can look at a piece of machinery and it does X, Y, and Z. But however, adjust this and adjust that, add this and that, that, look what else it can do. And when we look at, as as human beings, we think we're just blocks of flesh with emotions and ideas and capabilities, etc. But we are <clears throat> so many layers because really we are a, a, a spiritual soul having a human existence. Right? And when we join the two together and we truly understand that journey, the soul is always our compass. It's never going to lead us wrong. And when we're united with the heart in our truth, and our spirit in action, then our minds will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. 
And it's trusting to put our spiritual being and our human being together in partnership. Because then we can actually ride that road and know what service and what we need to let go of and really what we're here to do. Yeah, and I love what you said because it talks about like sort of divine timing. Yes. And and often, you know, as an entrepreneur or a business owner, you're like, I want things to happen on my time. <laughs> yes. What's that saying? It's like um, plans are useless, but really important to make or something. I can't remember. God that. laughs at our plans, you know. Yeah, you think yeah. so, do you? <laughs> yeah. And and it's it's true. So we're we're making these these we we have this plan that we want to get certain things by a certain time, and sometimes like the divine like if you believe in divine timing or if you believe when things are happening, they're happening at the right time and they're not happening until they're supposed to because the right people have to find you exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you can believe or trust the process, yeah, then you can rest. Yeah. You can cocoon. You can take that time to reassess. And that, like what you said, Sarah, is exactly the key that switched me from feeling like I should mm-hmm. to accepting and then understanding the gift and yeah. and knowing that. This opportunity, whatever it is I'm meant to do to share next, mm-hmm. it's going to come right when it's meant to come. Exactly. It's taken me five years to put this book together, I've Forgotten Children, book series. And it, they, it wasn't because um, it was a, a bad idea. Or, you know, it wasn't because of this or that. I had to wait until I had the right people. When I decided last year, I am going ahead and doing this. And I reached out to all the people that I thought would it'd be good for it. Many of them had retired or gone by the wayside or this or that or got too big for us. And But it ended up all of a sudden, the people I was interviewing, pop, 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 perfect for it. And this last week we, we did, um, was 15 of us in the book and we did a summit with each person sharing their chapter. And all of them were kind of in awe of each other. Wow, I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know. And it's like, that's when it finally hit me of how it came together. And that all I did was trust my instincts. I'll be talking to someone and they'll be talking about this. I said, you've got to be in the book. And I didn't kind of go away and analyze, should they be? Should I study them? Should they? Be? I trusted. I trusted this person was put in front of me right now with this gift and the passion for children. And they had to be in the book. That was it. So it's surrendering to the wisdom, allowing that wisdom to be your guidance. And then, you know, what it is that they're going to serve you will be the right, the right dish on the beautiful buffet table, right? And it has come together extremely well beyond my planning, because this was kind of a divine planning. I literally went with the gut, right? And now it's a month away from coming out. But it took five years. Five years, is it now? Is it now? Is it? And this is not the only project. It took a few years for me to write my own book, which came out in December. Now I'm in two other books. All of a sudden, book, 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 books. <laughs> You're all coming at me. But that's the thing. When you open up and you surrender, means you're out of dictating what you want to happen. And it's got to happen this way. And it should happen now. And it's this, that, etc blow that all up 
Surrender. Show me what it is I need to be in order to do. Allow the universe to show you. Out of head, into heart and soul. Because that's where the truth is. The head yeah. is a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love everything you just said. I mean, it's about surrender. Yes. And what isn't, right? Mm -hmm. What isn't? Yes. Your, as you grow older, your health, like all, mm -hmm. all of it, and your desires, you want a certain house or a partner or a job. Like sometimes you have to surrender, you know, um, it's about that divine timing. I love when you talked about the wisdom or, or intuition, Yes, you know, and, and how do you cultivate that? Right. If you are, if you're shitting yourself <laughs> and you're following social media and you're getting sucked into the things you're like, you know, Oh, I, I, I have to do this to be successful. Yes. You're going to compare, call. compete two things yeah. that should be out the door. <laughs> yeah. You're going to quiet the wisdom. Yes. You yes. know, and without taking time, and I know you're, you really, uh, um, you know, offer meditation and stillness and those types of things as, as well as I, and also, you know, finding time to play. Yes. One of my teachers was really big, like, um, my yoga teachers was really big on play and play, you know, has so many health benefits, but it also allows you to like cultivate that wisdom because you're allowing yourself to just be present and, yeah yes the gift of the present is in the now and, and I, I think sorry I was gonna say it's just really important as you know often uh, entrepreneurs they're like this this fiery mm -hmm. uh person yes they have the air element and there's the creativity and yes they have the earth element because they can get to work but the fire is yeah. illuminated you know and and in ayurveda they talk about the fire person isn't the person that typically allows themselves to play no and, and the play is and i think we know somebody like that you're <laughs> <laughs> always play. fire yeah and and that also you know, it's like we need the calm water sometimes to dull the fire, right? You know, it's you, you can't survive all the time around the volcano. You know, uh, we need the tranquil waters of stillness and calmness. It's really, really important. The funny thing, actually, in the book, one of my um, authors actually teaches children how to meditate and do yoga. All right. Uh, and the art of play. And it's like she's recognized that children need to know this when they're young so they can take it through them in, in life. We're now reverse engineering. As adults, we realize we need play. We need some form of either yoga or, or meditation in order to be still and connect. But what we're fighting is this little cha -cha 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 coming from the head. But what do you mean you're taking time out just to be and have fun? You've got this to do and you've got that to do. Blah, 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 blah. I've got six projects <laughs> on. The balls are up there in the air. I'll deal with you one at a time. It's learning to manage your time that you do not overspend your time and burn out, right? It's okay to say no and also okay to go later. It's been really freeing saying no. <laughs> yes. Once you get over the hey. guilt. <laughs> yeah and I'm I'm proud of myself 
for this. You know, it, it wasn't easy for me. It's like, oh, another opportunity. I want to say yes to that. Or I want to help this person, you know, and uh, and and saying, you know, no, not at this time. Because I know what my focus is. My focus is like one, two, three, as you mentioned earlier. And it doesn't fit in the focus at this time. Exactly. Exactly. And and nor will you know where it's going to fit if you're demanding that it fit. You know, again, engineering, you can't put the square peg in a round hole. Right. You know, it's just some things are just irrational. But we don't bring that irrationality into kind of other things that we're doing or even our lifestyle. And if you were somebody else or looking at yourself from from a, another person and go, what the hell are you doing? But we don't see it ourselves because mm -hmm. we're too busy doing and serving others. I have to admit, I don't set an awful lot of time aside for play. My play is when I go down and see my baby grandsons and I play with them. And then and we how are wonderful that oh, you yeah. have that opportunity. Yes. I mean, you know, silly buggers comes out. We're goo goo gagging, we're pulling faces, we're making sounds, we're doing funny things. And it's all about the laughter, right? And that's my playtime. Um, my social life for myself is at the moment non-existent because I'm also in transition. I'm going to be moving. So it's like everything again, like balls up in the air right now. But I have learned to manage my business that come five o'clock, the computer is off. Unless there's an assignment, I really have to get done like this book right now to finish that off. Um, it's five o'clock. That's it. It's, it's the office hours. Then what am I going to do for myself? And because my head is so busy, there's always blah, 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 creative going on, but you're there, 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 there. I wake up in the middle of the night, brilliant idea. Shut up. I am sleeping. You're like, <laughs> come back to me in the morning. I, you know, I, I either watch TV, watch a movie, read a book or do something because that takes my mind off the chatter, right? Um, in the summer, when it's warmer, you know, going for a walk, going, doing other things. But we've got to find out what, what makes us immersed in something that we remove ourselves from everything else, all the other chatter and expectation and everything. And you know through all that you do, that being in, you know, yoga or meditation, the Reiki, everything is that's a way of just being still focusing in because when you're in meditation, it's focus on your breathing, focus on where you're at right now. It's all, where is that focus going? It's in stillness. So everything else is like, sorry, no entry. Mm -hmm. right? And acceptance. Yes. Yes. You know, it, as you were, fun. as you were talking, you know, what was coming to my mind was like, and it's okay. Yes. You, know, like, you yes. are in your busy season. You, are, <laughs> you have a lot on your plate. You are doing all the things, you know, and I've had my busy season, mm -hmm. you know, and that's okay. They're yep. both okay. Yes. We're well, both where we're at, where we're meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. And you just not to expect to sustain it, you mm. know, when you are resting, there is no way you can rest indefinitely. No. You know, it, 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 like the cycle happens. It's going to happen whether you want it to or not. And when you're busy, there will be a time of rest after. Yes. You know, and it's, it, it goes in ways. Uh, in this place and to accept that, yes, I am grateful for this abundance right now. I'm very busy. And I know that this is a 
period of time that this is happening and it's not always going to be happening and finding that gratitude in the busyness and then also finding the gratitude in the the cocooning in the winter stage in the where I am right now and also it's okay for you to take a different direction you know it used to be you know, you pick a career, you stay with it until you get the gold watch and you don't stay out, go outside of that lane. Now, we actually, I, I actually draw the analogy to a tree. As we go through life, we root deeper. Our trunk becomes thicker with experience and we're more able to branch out uh, well, safely and let the wind blow as rich any which way, but we're safe because the tree and the roots have got us, right? Because we've put that work in. But we're not meant to be just linear straight, I'm born, I'm dead, with a little something in between. We are meant to explore and expand and reach out. So if you go into a totally different direction, some people would deem, well, you obviously haven't got focus. You know, you failed at that. No, no, that's that's your limited thinking. It means I am now realizing that chapter has been spent in the way I did it. I now need to branch out and include or incorporate or or go off and do something else. And that's what you're meant to do. So anybody else's opinion, if it's not serving you, can go by the wayside. And I love how you mentioned chapters. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I was I was going to say, you know, you can sort of reinvent yourself. People mm-hmm. talk about reinventing themselves. But I, I love how you talked about a chapter because it means that it's your book. It is. You know? Yes. And- yeah, you don't, want, and, you don't want your life to be over in the first chapter, for God's sake. You want quite enough, a nice, big, thick volume there. <laughs> and a good book has takes yeah. you all over the place, right? The yes. hero's journey is the hero's journey. Yeah. So, and how does yeah. the hero become the hero? By taking wrong roads and facing adversity and coming back from it, by fainting their nemesis and triumphing, by falling down, but the courage to get back up. Those are the heroes we fall in love with. So Absolutely. why can't we be our own hero? Why can't yeah, we fall in and, love and with who we are? I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Fall in love. I was going to say be okay with where you are, but fall in love with where yes. you are. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> exactly. If you can't love yourself, how the hell can anybody else love you? Mm. Right? Be the love you want to receive in the world. Put that vibration out there. That big, huge D word, doubt. Right? No. If it's doubt from the pressures of the exterior then please, for God's sake, just delete it. Hmm. If it's inner doubt, all that is, is you're not quite on the right track. Pay more attention and you just need to shift a little to the left or the right. Right? Understand where your doubt is coming from. Other people's expectation, forget it. Forget it. It's never going to serve you, ever, ever. Inner expectation, doubt, should I, shouldn't I? I think it's like the word fear. There is common sense fear. Common sense fear is do not walk in front of that bus. It will flatten you. Then there's the other fear of expectation fear, right? It is the um, anticipation fear of like, I don't know what I'm getting into. I don't know where this is going to take me. I'm excited. I'm anticipating. I'm, I'm, you know, everything about it. But my common sense fear has got me. It's not going to let me do something that's going to put me in jeopardy. But this fear is the unknown. And isn't it exciting? Because I'm about to discover. Discovering the wisdom. (laughs) Self-discovery. 
That's the right. wisdom is in you, always yeah. in you. It's always downloading to you. When you're in your own self-discovery, you discover your wisdom that is accessible all the time, that is there to guide you. It's your, it's your compass. Your heart is your generator. Your spirit is your action. Again, all that data in your noggin then becomes the knowledge that's relevant to the moment. Absolutely. I just, I love everything. <laughs> so great. Like all your podcasts are like, you just have all of these amazing nuggets, you know, and you just <laughs> summarize it up and it's, it's so, it's so great. And it is about the self-discovery mm -hmm. and it is about, you know, unveiling your wisdom. Mm -hmm. And it's important, you know, the one thing that I wanted folks to know is, you know, I, I could have not uh, talked about this place that I'm in right now. Right. And I think it's important to know that this is part of the hero's journey. This is one of the chapters. This yes. is um, self-discovery. This mm -hmm. is unveiling your wisdom. And it, it, to further folks to know that, like, it's okay if you're in that stage. It doesn't yeah. mean that you're not being successful or you're not growing your business. Like you're growing you, which is growing your business eventually. You are your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you said that you say that so many times yeah. and it's so true, you know, and, and when people start to realize that you are your business, like mm -hmm. you say, and whatever step you're on or whatever chapter you're in, that's helping you uncover yourself. Only benefits everyone else. Yeah. And whatever, and whatever line of work you're in or whatever you're doing in life, you know, you've heard me say inspiration begets invitation. When people are inspired by who you are because you've invested in you, you've given yourself the time to grow your own fruit, to be that beautiful orchard ready for picking, right? Mm -hmm. They want, I feel you. I resonate with you. I am inspired by you. You have just sent out an invitation for them to be on their own discovery of their own awesomeness in their own flawsomeness, because we're all beautifully flawed, but we mm. put that broken cup back together with love, not with gold diamonds or anything else, but with love, because when we put it back together with love and that real self love, which is not egotistical, not narcissistic, it is that love. Thank you for the gifts you've given me and who I am to do what I am doing unapologetically in my flawsomeness but with loving intent mm -hmm. and that's all that's out of us asked of us what is our loving intent we're not meant to be perfect what is perfect you can have perfect moments in your life oh that was perfect that massage was perfect but does that mean your whole life is going to be perfect no so if we can get rid of this goddamn perfection thing which again is compare and compete and go, yes, I'm looking for those perfect moments. And I'll know when they're there because it's, ah, it's here. And you cherish them. But what are you doing to get there? Not comparing, not competing, not dictating, but allowing and surrendering and being, not doing, being who you are. Mm -hmm. Connecting with that. Mm. And connecting with that can look different at different stages. Yes. And sometimes it's saying no, and sometimes it's saying yes, yes. you know? Um, and, and, uh, and unapologetically. Yeah, I love yeah. that. 
you know, because we met back in November at Ocean's uh, event, a young man, 19 at the time, launching his own clothing line. And you were, you were very much in that wave of, you know, should I even take the time? You know, you know, I, I really don't like where I'm at, but, you know, am I being selfish kind of just switching off and taking the time to be? And you were at that wave there. And we've talked since and you've done your own journey since. And it's like, no, it's okay. It's okay for me to say, sorry, folks, time out. This time is for <laughs> me. Absolutely. I think it's essential that we do it for ourselves at some point in our time or even a few times in our life. I've done it a few times in my life. I call it the redirect. I love that. And I also do love the, you know, the encouragement from you as well, Sarah, when we were talking about coming on and have like meeting for this podcast together. And I was thinking at the time, like, oh, what do I have to say? You know, on one side, I could talk about my past and my success and like whatever, all of the things. But to, to show up authentically as myself in this moment. Yes. And you were saying to me, well, you know what? You know what, hon? Like there are other people that are in your situation yes. and they hear this. And I and you know what? That was really wonderful. Uh, almost like, you know, that that's planting the seed of permission to be, mm. you know, it's okay. And and to love yourself in each of these chapters and yes. to love yourself at each of these um times or or the parts of the the cycle. The the beautiful thing the greatest gift you could give yourself is your own vulnerability. It's okay to be vulnerable, right? Everybody's waiting for the attack, you know, waiting for the earth to open up. No, being vulnerable means you're being honest with yourself. You're honoring your heart and soul and spirit. You're honoring who you are as a person. You're honoring your truth. And you're honoring the fact that, you know, I'm not living in my truth right now. I don't know what my truth is right now. I need to honor myself to know where I'm going. I don't know how many people I've interviewed that, you know, especially around my age, I'm 69. So there's a lot of people that have had many, many careers. And, you know, they 40 years in this one, 20 years in this one, whatever the case. And then suddenly it's like, you know what? I realized I was very good at doing, but I wasn't being. And then finally I got it. Just being me doing what I do is enough instead of me doing, doing. And you know when you're there, like Carmel, you know, finally, there's a whole, in my business, they understand what I'm talking about, you know, they, we've got this in common, right? And so already there is that wonderful connection she has with them of understanding the mountain biking and the joy of it. I personally would never get understand the joy of going up these cliffs, going down and hell raising like that. <laughs> no, but she has that thrill of it. And that's also her form of meditation. And those that do it get it too. Why shouldn't they be her clientele? The best service she could give them is because she understands what makes them tick. And when we get that, then we know we really can be of service to other people. But big question, what makes you tick? Mm -hmm. And how can you bring that passion to what you do or what your skills are? And every single day is a passion lived out because you are being what makes you tick and sharing that with others in a way that's of service to them. 
Yeah. And you can't figure out what makes you tick until you start doing things. Exactly. Outside of the doing, you know, yes. outside of the busy, you know, yeah. and, you know, and, and discovering try, like, oh, try new oh. things. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I love to cook. Like, yeah. do I incorporate that? I love to be outdoors. Do I incorporate that? You know, and, and through doing, you figure it out. And sometimes you need to take that time to do. Okay, I got an idea for you. A little epiphany has come along. Oh, this stupid hand. Every time I lift my hand, I don't even know how to get rid of that. Now the thumb has come up. <laughs> it does it all the time to me. Every time. Down, 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 down hand. Okay. And it's going to chase us over. Lower hand. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, you know, you love the cooking. You, you love the meditation. You love the yoga. You've got the business sense. And you're very good at doing those compartmental things, but why isn't it a whole program for someone? I interviewed a doctor a little while ago, a surgeon, and he said, we fail our patients because we treat them like on a car manufacturing plant. One person does this, one person does that, and nobody does the whole. And we need to look at the patient from the moment they come in right to the moment they go out the door healed and have that consistency where we are following their progress, that we are there for at every stage they're at. With all that you have to offer on so many levels, why is your package not helping people to cook healthier by going into their homes and helping them do that? How to manage, take that time out for the yoga or the meditation, where, you know, what's how to pace their business. You've got all of these things, maybe all of these things that you've been doing for so long, and that you've done very, very well, now need to become personal, customized packages for people to show them on their daily basis of how to incorporate this in their lives. Yeah, I think for sure there's a key there, Sarah, because um, my retreats that I host are like that. The retreat is uh, like a four-day submersion of uh, adjusting your eating schedule, eating with the season, eating what's easy to digest, eating for your what's called dosha or like whether you're more fire, air, or earth. Mm. It's about the meditation that will adjust your mindset, um, the tastes that affect your emotions. It's the circadian rhythm. It's the psychology of you as an individual. And they actually, it's like an experiential retreat where they go through all of the knowledge that I have, all of these aspects and get to experience it through the four days. And there's hiking and there's massage, like self-massage, like all of the things. Um, however, you know, when people leave the retreat, that's exactly what they they say to me is like, what's next? Like, how do exactly. I how do I keep doing this? I love what's happened here. You know, how do we how do maintain we it and yeah, bring exactly. it incorporated into their lives? Mm -hmm. So there you go. There's the need. Do you, this is a question, do you love doing the retreats? Love doing the retreats. Do you love every aspect of what you do in the retreat? Yes. And you're doing the retreat with several people at once, right? There's usually between 15 and 20 folks that come, right. yeah. So taking that same principle and dealing with one customer at a time and helping them maintain what the retreat's given them and to incorporate it how to because they go i really love this experience but how do i incorporate it into my life and mm -hmm. then taking that next stage of showing them how to incorporate it into their daily life that it becomes their routine that's serving them is taking that retreat the next step further yeah right 
I mean, why are we given the gifts we're given? I have done <laughs> numerous things in my life, numerous things. You know, when I was writing my book and looking at it and going, you know, I was South Africa's first go-go girl, right? <laughs> I was a mobile disco uh, DJ, right? One of the first up there. Um, I've been a model and I've owned restaurants and I've I've worked in retail and I've worked in, uh, I was South Africa's first uh, mobile oil rep, women's rep. Didn't know a thing about oil. But what I realized, I knew customer service. I knew what people needed. I knew how they needed to be addressed. So it was, and I realized that's been my common theme through life, but always with the spiritual underlay or overlay <laughs> through it, whatever the case is. And, you know, it's always like, when are you going to settle down? When are you going to choose one thing? I'm the wind. I'm not meant to choose one thing. I'm meant to blow in and blow out. And I had the wonderful Kimberly Braun on this week, which I highly recommend you listen to that show. She is, was a, a nun. She even built a monastery purely by not knowing what she was doing, but bringing those people together to create that monastery by inspiring them to, of how to do it. She is a speaker. She is an author. But she is a complete and beautiful soul that understands that she is lifted up, goes to a place to do what she needs to do. And like Mary Poppins, the wind changes and now she's got to go somewhere else and she recognizes it as her life. That has been my life. But the only difference now is I... I'm rooted in the podcasting that I'm doing, that it doesn't matter where I'm doing it. This is what I was meant to do. So everything led me up to that, to prepare me for that. And so sometimes we have to look at all of the things that we love doing, that we're capable of doing, that we know that we can do well. How do we incorporate it in something with the big capital love doing mm -hmm. and bring that to other people? The answers are all there. It's just being able to see it in the round and not in the sections. Mm -hmm. The story of the, the nun is really, really fascinating. And I love the whole idea of the Mary Poppins, like, you know, where, you know, your original question, like, why do you have the desires that you have? Why do you have the skills that you have? Yeah. And, and, you know, trusting yes. that you're be led where you're supposed to go is part of it. And, and, you know, at this, at this moment, why I can sit in this moment of not knowing exactly what I'm supposed to do or where I'm supposed to go is that trust that I, you know, and I always tell this to people, I'm like, I have this skill set, I have this knowledge, I have this love for a reason. Exactly. And I'm sure, you know, God hasn't given this to me to not mm -hmm. do anything like this. Exactly. So it's coming, you know, it's coming at the right time mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, the right experiences that mm -hmm. help you along the way. Mm -hmm. You know, this exactly. podcast, this, you know, all of the things that, that, uh, that just sequentially happen that lead you into the direction when you can trust and surrender and accept. Feel it. Don't think it. The trouble is we think something, well, you know, I, I can do this, I can do it. That's thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. When we trust and go in and we feel the gut, right? The gut, but also the core of you. I don't make any choices nowadays if the core is not with me. Now, the core right here, kind of by the heart of solar plex, when it says, yes, do it, I'll go blind, deaf and dumb. Take the leap of faith in order to see, hear and feel right? Because I trust it's going to lead me in the right way. If that core says no, I don't even question it. Why? No, forget it. 
I know it's not going to serve me. So that core of you, learn to listen to it. Your gut, learn to listen to it. Because when it says yes, you know, you're in discovery. Okay, where are we going? This is exciting. What do you want me to do? When it pushes back because your thought says, but I should do this. And the core pushes back. Uh Uh-uh. Don't argue. Don't argue with your core. That's your wisdom. That's your divine essence. Don't argue. Yeah. You might get another cosmic two by four. <laughs> <laughs> learn to listen and learn to even this show today. There is a reason, not only for other people, but for you. Right? And there's always a reason for something because sometimes we cannot see clarity when we're in a state of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So find that peace of surrender and letting go and just say, I'm open and willing to see the way. And, you know, suddenly you're given a monkey. What am I meant to do with this? Okay, you know, here's peanuts. Where are we going? (laughs) Don't question how it comes to you. Just follow. And as the journey goes on, the reveal is revealed and it gets rather exciting. My first episode of doing a podcast, I didn't even know what a podcast was when she asked me to do it. She asked me to join her network. I did it for 13 months live. A lot to learn in live shows, a lot to learn. But I realized I have a passion for this. I have a passion that gets me up. And no matter whatever the obstacles are, I've got to do it. You can't hear these stories without Mm -hmm. it having an impact. And so I started my own network, right? If you had told me, I'm 12 years in in April, but if you told me 12 and a half years ago when I was involved with a quantum electric motor that that would get stolen from us and then I would be doing this, it would be, what the hell are you talking about, right? But I went went with something I had no understanding of. And I thought, well, I don't know if I can do it. I'll just give it a try. Yeah. Be willing to give something a try. And that's the place where I'm open to. Yes, at this moment it's like I, I don't know what's next and that's okay yeah and, and you know um getting to the place of you know shooting yourself to being okay to being in love with where you are yeah. you know there's the, the stages we talked about throughout yes. our talk today but yeah it's like I I hope you know like I hope that you know some, someone passes me a monkey you know like <laughs> like why they should not? have the peanuts you know? ready <laughs> You know, I, I'm definitely open to whatever that journey is going yes. to be moving forward. I've got a lot. Like, I, I can handle a lot. I, You know, I've got knowledge. I've got all this stuff behind me I'm really proud of. And and also, like, bring on the monkey. Like, what is it that you want me to do next, you know? And and how can I bring all of this skill set with me to, 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 to do whatever this thing is that I'm meant to do? 15 to 20 people at your retreat, you've switched them on, you've shown them a different way. They like what it is, but they don't know how to incorporate it in their life. That's 15 to 20 customers at a time that you can serve. Until they are on their own, they've got the routine and the pattern done, now you can go into another retreat. And seeing those people from the ignition of the heart, soul, and spirit coming into being, and then maintaining it and bring it in into the life and how it expands in their life is so exciting and so awesome, right? So that is where you get fed back. Oh, and surprising too. Like when yes. 
get an email back from someone and they're they incorporated the stuff they learned at the retreat and it's yeah. changed their trajectory. And I'm yes. just like, oh my God, like, yes. that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the point, isn't it? Is even with these shows, if a person is pivoted a fraction to look at something in a different way, mm-hmm. you know, always say, listen, learn and apply, right? Because there's something here that you have listened to that you've learned. Now apply it to your life because that's the reason why you listen to it, right? And it might be one thing. It might be a dozen things. It doesn't matter what it is. It might have been a tiny crack in the wall or it might have been a del- complete obliteration of the wall. We have no power as to what has actually happened. But the thing is, follow through with it. Don't get scared that suddenly there's no wall there anymore. There's a crack in the wall, right? Don't plaster it up. That means, you know, that wall needs to come down. So be willing to listen to the signs of life. Listen, learn and apply because that's what they're here for. You in flux right now. You know in your heart and soul really what you need to do, but your head hasn't got there yet. Um, though I think there's, I I think you are almost there. I think that you know you your seeds are almost in your hand, and you know where you're going. And then of course your um, your analytical mind will know exactly how to format it into what it needs to be. So I think that, you know, your winter cocoony season is that, you know, that butterfly wings are beginning to show and it's um, going to come out. And when it does, it's like this isn't so far removed from what I was doing, but it's something I'm more passionate about in doing in this way. And because you honored yourself, honored yourself and your vulnerability to say, I just need time out to assess, to think, to feel, to see where it is because we cannot see when we're in chaos or anxiety or doubt or in busyness. We need that stillness. And so thank you for honoring yourself because that in itself is an example to others that it's okay to take that time out to honor yourself. Thank you so much. So I'm going to be excited to to know where you're going next. And of course, when those seeds are planted and they're beginning to grow, you've got to come back and tell us which direction that you went in and and how it's affected you by trusting this journey and trusting where you're going. Because I I think that, I think you've already left the ground, right? I can feel you propelling there, hovercrafting, just waiting. Um, You've got it all. It's just in which order and, you know, the passion of doing it, you know, what makes you, I've had RSV since 27th of uh, of virus folks, uh, since the 27th of December. Um, But I've been doing shows with my nose plugged, my voice changed, because it takes a lot for me to cancel a show. My grandchildren, if they need me, I will cancel a show. But when it comes to sickness, I've worked through COVID and everything else. Because those are just challenges. Own it. I've got it. Let's get on with it. Because this is where the passion is. And a good interview to watch is Jay Shetty with Trevor Noah. Yeah, and, I love Jay Shetty. And, but Trevor Noah is one of, one of my favorites. He's so profound in the yeah. way. And the two of them together. And they were talking about purpose. And Trevor asked Jay what his purpose is. And he said, I'm doing it right now. 
he said, you know, being a monk, everything I've done, everything has led me up to here of sharing the wisdom of others with other people. And I thought, oh, I relate. My hand is up. <laughs> I relate, right? No, put my hand down. <laughs> Moji's going to come back up again. And, but, and then Trevor, I mean, he's a comedian. But like with most comedians, he deals with depression. He deals with darkness. He deals with loneliness. And so we have an assumption. But now we see the reality. And two men really willing to open up and talk deeply. And the impact is, I did an entire show on it, on the impact that that interview had on me. And I think that's the thing, be willing to listen to other podcasts, be willing to listen to other people's journeys, because in doing so, they become that inspiration, but also the nuggets they share. Oh, I can apply that. I can take that one in. And so the answers are always there. We've just got to be willing to seek them. And when you take that time out and you go in, it isn't for you to switch off from the world. It's to go in and listen of how you need to interact or what you need to discover, right? Yeah, no, wonderful. I Jay Shetty's podcast is like medicine for me. Like, <laughs> Well, I highly recommend the man with Trevor Noah, most certainly. Um, yeah. Very, very profound, very profound. But I mean, he's this you know, person has taken his own journey but he found very young in life what his purpose was and that a lot of that come from the monastery i'm not meant to be a monk but i'm meant to bring the monk uh principle mm-hmm. to 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 all those that are ready to hear and that's the thing is that what's the gift you've been given and how are you meant to share it you know mm-hmm. what your gifts are you know how you like to share it it's not it's just a question of which way you're going to pivot What's next, right? Yeah, yeah. It's okay, isn't it, in business? You know, like so many people, but you're so successful. You said, what what do you mean you're not happy? All right? I mean, you know, you've got so many clients in this. What do you mean you want time out from this? How can you afford to do that? They'll go somewhere else. You have to take that time out when it's needed to honor yourself to be vulnerable, to ask yourself that question. Yeah, that's a really important thing that you just said, Tara, because the often we say no to this because of financial reasons or yeah. because of uh, commitments or any of these things. Uh, and I, that came across for me when I decided to go to India. I did uh, what's called Pancha Karma, <laughs> which is a mind-body-soul detoxification from ancient Ayurvedic medicine. Mm-hmm. And it's like this, 30 day, almost 30 day sort of intense uh, detoxification. And I've wanted to go since the beginning of my Ayurveda journey in 2015, Mm -hmm. a long time ago. And I finally got to go last year. And, and, you know, I had to wrestle with that decision. You know, I had to convince myself. I talked to my financial advisor and my coach and my parents and like everyone. And just like, am I, am I crazy? Mm -hmm. I'm like, like, should I do this? You know, and um, there's that should again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, whether or not I had the funds to do it, which I did not, mm-hmm. I knew that I needed to go. It's an investment in you. Yeah. And so sometimes when you were talking about earlier, like listening to your God or like yeah. getting that two by four, yeah. it's like, you know, it just doesn't let go no. of you. And it keeps it keeps gnawing at you. Like, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. 
and it's time, it's time, it's time. And you're like, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't because, because, because. So yeah, just taking a moment and uh, trusting what your gut's trying to tell you and saying yes to something that might seem crazy or may, may seem like, oh, I won't be able to do that financially. Uh, you know, I've heard so many stories of people just saying like, you know, when I decided to jump, the net sort of shows up, right? And if you make a decision to go do something that you might not have the finances to do, they show up somehow, you know, and and when you're on the right track, things kind of like bolster you along a little bit if you have the courage to to jump. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, that experience that you had obviously was the seeding for you to come back and reflect and relook at your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Had you not done that, you'd probably still be on the same treadmill and getting more and more disenchanted with it. Absolutely. You're so right. So that investment in yourself was essential because how can you be of service to other people when you're not even of service to self? Mm-hmm. Right. So that was a great investment that you made in yourself. And we need to do that. And I, you know, uh, I've got a lot of people around me that are always pushing money, money, money. And, you know, money to me is a tool. It's a necessary tool. But I look at enrichment and abundance of heart, soul, spirit, purpose. That's where I see it. And I do everything by donation. And, you know, some months are very dry. And it's my money that's going into it. And other months, oh, I've got a nice little flux this month. And I've got a huge huge bills coming up to run this. I know they can take care of that, right? So it's, yes, we do need the money, but it's trusting that in some form or other, it will come in order to support you. But anybody who does anything driven by money is is driving the wrong bus, mm-hmm. right? It's, um, they're never going to find the happiness. When you, when you do it through the enrichment of the heart, soul, and spirit, and the purpose, you're already abundant. Now you're sharing that. And let your cup run off over because everybody else benefits from it. So please invest in yourself. You've invested yeah. that time and you've invested this time right now. Essential. Yeah. And know when you're feeling disconnected to, to reconnect to that. Yeah. And to, to make that decision to reconnect. In any which way that you're meant to reconnect. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, it's it's you know, you've got this plug and it's like well where do I plug it in well actually you're not meant to use this plug there's a different thing and a different thing altogether um and that's okay I didn't know I was going to go off into podcast books I didn't know I was going to go an educational platform I didn't know I was going to do mentorship but every time something's presented itself okay all right I'll take this path let's see where it goes right without dictation just anticipation and see what happens and it may not grow straight away because maybe it's just meant to be planted in the garden and its time will grow when the time its season is right. Right. Yeah. Like you mentioned with your book, right. It's like you, you said it's been a five-year project, Mm -hmm. but I bet it's been a longer than five-year project. Those original seeds, the original thoughts, the original, you know, what was the catalyst? Yes. You know, and I think a lot of folks don't realize how long it takes to do something from idea to fruition. Yes. And that, and that we can't fight against the synchronicity. You know, it doesn't matter if you're, oh, well, I'm capable of doing this. I can do this tomorrow. Yeah, all very well. But, you know, I gathered 14 other people to be in this book. And you want to have the right people, mm-hmm. right, uh, with the right intent. And if they weren't doing it for the right reason, 
then they wouldn't be in the book, right? So it's that synchronicity. Could they have done it then, then, or then? No, everybody was on their own project. It's just that I kept watering the seeds. And then finally, the garden started growing. And it's like bamboo shoots. They can, some of the bamboo shoots can take five years to grow. You water them, you nurture them, and you just make sure the ground is space for them. There heck is that stupid hand thing again. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they will grow 200 feet, right? Yeah. I was just reading a story about that. It's so, so funny you brought it up, like, like the two farmers that were trying to grow the bamboo and like one nurtured it for like three years in the same spot and the other one didn't know and it wasn't growing after the first year and moved it and then moved it to different soil and it wasn't growing and then all of a sudden you know at the three or five year mark it just goes up yeah. and I was like wow that's it's so true patience you know? patience <laughs> and persistence if it's right patience and persistence it will be right yeah if it's right it will be but be patient it, it's a naturally difficult thing for fire folks to to <laughs> have patience right yeah. it's like it's like reality and then unrealistic expectation and then in between is pain <laughs> yeah and you know i'm i am air first and then water and uh and um fire so sometimes I you know boiling water and but you know my grounding my roots my earth was my very very last sign and I've actually had to learn to root and it basically the universe was saying to me yes you have the ability to go with the wind and go with the flow and go with the current but I have to give you some roots so that your roots can reach the water and that your branches can reach the wind but that you serve everything else in between so again, it, it was the surrender to where I needed to be in order to, that's the reason why my one side is called the orchard of wisdom, ready for the picking, right? It's all those beautiful orchard trees full of fruit, ready for the picking. That's the wisdom, right? So it, it's a learning that sometimes you just, you know, I spent my life kind of being the wind, but it's okay to root. I'm not losing the wind. I'm just using, harnessing the wind in a different way. It's okay. It's okay to take this journey of life. The oldest person I've interviewed was 92 and she'd taken a new lover at 90, right? She has her own TV station. She's got incredible chutzpah. She's still going. She's probably 95 now. It's okay. <laughs> you know, it, 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 there is no timeline. Well, I've got to be successful by this and I've got to be this by that and I've got to retire by that. Ah, ah. No, when you love what you're doing, you're going to do it for as long as you're capable of doing it. And there is no age bracket. The only bracket mm -hmm. you have is passion. Is the passion still there? Yeah. And and it can change shape what you love and what yeah. you know. And that's that's the one thing I'm kind of uncovering also. Yes. Yes. And that's okay if it changes shape. We change shape all the time. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> Do you have any retreats planned at all for the future? I do. I have one coming up in the fall, uh, September, and that's going to be a I Want More From Life Ayurveda and Yoga uh, retreat, four days at the Salt Spring Center of Yoga on Salt Spring Island. It's this beautiful, mm, dining. beautiful island. Yes. Yeah. 69 acres um, mm. retreat center and there's forests and there's farm and yeah, wonderful. And 
I have a, a women in business uh, retreat happening in Vancouver in June as well. Just uh, I want to, I need to love myself retreat for women. In business. <laughs> Boy, don't we, <laughs> don't we need to love ourselves? You know, and as I said, your site, I love the name, you know, nourish yourself first. Dot .ca yeah, nourish first, you first. <laughs> nourish you first. So yeah, there's yeah. my dyslexia. Yeah, there's my dyslexia. No, I- I actually wanted to go with nourish yourself, but it was taken. So. <laughs> <laughs> nourish you first, right? We have nourish to go with whatever the URL can be, and uh, uh, of course, you you know you're on Instagram. Uh, so Natasha's Yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're on YouTube, and uh, you're on Facebook, and Natasha Samson S A M S O N Yoga, and um, and also people can reach out to you at Natasha at nourish you first dot ca um so if they're interested in those classes or you know in those retreats they can reach out to you um because i'm i assume they get booked up very quickly yes yeah thank you so much and are you working with any clients one-on-one right now or are you just going to wait until you've got your next phase ready oh there's still i yeah no i i definitely have that ongoing so if i do if someone reaches out or meet someone then yeah the answer is always yes if i can offer um one-on-one count i do like both ayurvedic retreats to to look at your life when it comes to like your diet and all things but you know we always end up talking about psychology and like what your actual block is and kind of uncovering like as you, you know i'm an engineer so i look at patterns for people and usually when something is happening for you it's a pattern in your whole life everywhere you look and then I can see the pattern be like okay here's what we actually need to talk about today and this is how we're gonna move you and elevate you to your next your next place so I really love doing that one-on-one with folks and kind of digging into what they really need so many folks come and they're like I just wanted to you know get this one result if they wanted to lose weight or I'm like no it's the whole of you right the whole of you and it's it's fun and um I just I just I I love being able to help people and help them see the aha because I can see it and they might not be able to see it right and so that's where that engineer mind of you know where's the clog in the wheel Totally. Yeah. And then, you know, how not only, you know, removing the clog, but, you know, how to kind of grease that wheel that it's going to be in perpetual motion and how to sustain that, which is really, really important because there's a lot of people that offer workshops that, oh, just do this, just do that. And then people go home and they try and implement it. And it's like, this is just too overwhelming. I don't know how to change the pattern in my own home. And that's where, in the next stage of the one-on-one of helping people follow through and incorporate it into their lives, that it becomes part of their own routine and pattern. So much healthier for them, right? And sometimes we, you know, yes, this was wonderful, but how do I do it at home? And that's really, really want people to do it, that it's a part of their daily life. It's a part of their lifestyle because then it's really serving them and all Mm -hmm. that they do. Wonderful. Thank you for your openness and honesty. Uh, As I said, highly successful woman in so many areas, but being open and vulnerable and honest to say, I'm in flux of where I'm going to take it. These things are still going to happen, the retreats, because they're my passion. But how I'm going to bring that about, you know, forward in, in other areas, I'm still, you know, 
cocooning and waiting for my wings. As I said, I can feel those wings wanting to flap, though. So I think it's going to come out very, very soon. And But, you know, being honest and, and showing other people, it's okay to be in transition. It is okay. And thank you, Sarah, so much for having me here today. And you're such an inspiration. And I love just talking with you. And I'm sure we could chat all day. It's like so wonderful to be in your presence. And I love what you're doing. And your podcasts are so inspiring. And I definitely would say to folks, um, if you're listening to this, because you know me, like definitely take a look at some of the other podcasts, because there are so many amazing nuggets in there. There's only 3,500 of them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and actually, Kimberly Brown, who I was talking about, then uh, she's actually done eight shows with me. This this week is the eighth show, which we couldn't believe since 2015. We've been doing these shows, and and each show has been a, a, a reveal of her journey and where she's at and what she's doing. But it's always driven by faith. You know, she's no longer a nun; she's more of a spiritual leader. But it's always driven by listening listening in and letting that compass show you where to go. And I think when we get that, we realize if this burden of choice of where I'm going or what I'm doing isn't all on me, the universe has got me. And if I'm willing to listen, to learn, I can now apply in a way that's taking that burden off me, right? It's always there. We've just got to tap in, right? So thank you very much for your honesty. And uh, when you have spread those wings and you're in that next stage, you've got to come back and tell me all about it. Okay. All I right. Love- Everyone out there, I don't care if you're in flux. I don't care if you've been highly successful, but you love your job or you love what you're doing, but you just don't love the way it's going about. It's okay to stop, to pause, to redirect, to rethink. It's okay to do all of that. Please honor yourself by listening to what you need. Because when you are in full flow of what who you are, doing what you're doing, everybody else benefits, but not at the expense of you, please. So invest in yourself. And so next time, folks, bye-bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. There are so many more for you here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. Just go to the podcast tag at the top there and you will see all the many genres and all 3,000 shows ready for your listening. We are here to serve you, to help you on your journey of life. And we know that through inspiration, it begets invitation. We are supported by you, the listeners, and those that we interview. Anything that you can spare us in donation would be greatly accepted. And we do hope that you enjoy the next show.